Good evening. Welcome to another edition of the Houston Round Ball Review presents Folks Talking Sports. Folks Talking Sports is sponsored by Five Star Properties. I'm Chris Gardner, owner of the Houston Round Ball Review. And right now you see me joining me is my man Willie Gibson from Ohio. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How about you, Chris? Doing well. Folks Talking Sports is sponsored by Five Star Properties. F-I-V-E-S-T-A-R. P-R-O-P-S dot com. Met the sponsor, the owner of Five Star Properties. He came to Houston today to watch Houston and Memphis this afternoon. So I want to give a shout out to him. Met his family, wife and kids. It's really cool to see, see, uh, Cougs up in Cougs. So Five Star Properties is a Dallas based company owned by a UH alum. If you are facing foreclosure or need to sell your house as is for cash, call 972. 532-S-E-L-L, or once again, visit that website at F-I-V-E-S-T-A-R-P-R-O-P-S.com, fivestarprop.com. Mr. Gibson, we're going to talk about the Cougs-Memphis game in a second. I think I wrote it down. Uh, last week, you and Mr. Yanez, Andy might join us if he can. He's still at the Peter Center. Doing a recap after we just did Let's Ray Cougs post-game show. You and Andy picked, uh, Kansas City to beat the, the Eagles last week. Congratulations, sir. You were right. I was wrong. Trying to tell game. you, man. Trying to tell you, man. Um, thoughts of the game. Um, it was a, it was a game. It was a good game. Um, the Eagles defense got exposed in the, in the second half, which was amazing, which more amazing than that to me. Is that after watching that defense in the second half and probably the last quarter of the season, their defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon was named head coach of the Arizona Cardinals on Tuesday, which was absolutely amazing. Like, how do you watch that defense and yet you hire him as your, your head coach? But I digress. Um, and you, and turning to your guy, your team. And the NFC East hired an offensive coordinator, the, the, the winning offensive coordinator. And, uh, but, I mean, the game, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was a tell of two halves, really. It's the first half, which Super Bowl, Super Bowls really are, truly are. So it's the first half, yeah, they defended halftime. And then in the second half, it's a totally different game, and that's what happened. Uh, Philadelphia had no answer for, Kansas City in the second half. Yeah, you brought it up. I was going to bring it up with the lead-in you gave right there. I, I hate that Eric Bieniemy took this job, had to take his job with the uh, Daniel Snyder's. Uh, for now, the, the Daniel Snyder's, the Commanders. Not for long. Not for long. Yeah, but uh, the sale. Hopefully, the sale. The sale will be finalized soon. Um. But the franchise just needs to start over. Maybe Eric could be part of the cleansing. And be, what is this? A, he's a, the associate head coach? What is he? The, what is the official title they're going to give him? Uh, assistant head coach. Assistant head coach slash offensive coordinator. 
Um, he has final say on play calling, which he didn't have in Kansas City. Um, yeah, and from I heard someone interesting, uh, some interesting reporting on on Friday when this was announced was this kind of gives him the inside track at not only becoming a head coach elsewhere, but how long is Ron Rivera going to stick around? Yeah, and with Ron Rivera being having question marks on his status. Eric Benemy, you know, there's a, 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 uh, interim slash headman on staff, and it, it kind of reminds me of Tampa Bay last year when Bruce Aliens held on to the job until the proverbial last minute resigned, mm-hmm. where there was no other alternative other than to uh, promote, um, uh, Todd Bowles to, uh, to the head job. So it could be a similar situation here. I hope so. I hope it works out for Eric. And if he gets a chance to become the head coach for the franchise, hope he can turn things around and, and right the ship. And if Snyder is gone, that's a great sign. That's, that's the start of, of the transformation right there. Once he sells the franchise and hopefully the new owner will, will be, uh, a good owner and competent and, and turn things around. And because I remember. When the team was one of, was the best team, best franchise in the NFL. And that's a long, long, long time ago because they're far, far from that now. They are one of the worst franchises in the NFL now. So, but, Mr. Gibson, do you have a chance to watch the, uh, Memphis game at all? I did not. I did not. Okay. Um, who's won? 72-64. They led 37 minutes. And, um, let's see. Trying to make a switch here. There we go. Yeah. And, uh, oh, Memphis was without the, the best player, the point guard, Kendra Davis, hometown kid, young fella from Houston. He injured his ankle in Memphis's game on, I think, Thursday. He was on crutches Thursday. He participated in warm-ups today, so there was some thought he was going to play. And a lot of folks knowing that this is his hometown, his friends and family are here, I thought they were here, that he'd give it a, give it a go. Five minutes before, well, probably not yet, 20 minutes before uh, tip-off, one of Memphis's B-Riders tweeted out that Kendrick was, gonna, was not going to play, mm-hmm. was not in the starting lineup. Was in a walking boot. So, different guys got a chance to play. Who's one by eight, Willie? Who's led for 37 minutes? Mm. Got some fans. Things would have been different if Kendrick would have played. Willie. He didn't play. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. If, you know, if I win the lottery, I'll be rich. Of course. You know, so got to get fans, get away from that mindset. Hey, first half, Memphis turned the ball over 12 times. Kendrick's presence would have made a difference, obviously. He didn't play. So some of the turnover, they would have tossed the ball all, all over the court. Soft passes, all of those things. Mr. Gibson. Yes, sir. 
you're a player, you're a coach. If your opposing, if your opponent is missing a key player, two key players, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, we're gonna just take it easy on them. We're not gonna play as hard. We're not gonna do things. You know, are you gonna do that? No, I'm gonna play my game. You gonna play your game. Your teammates, other injured players. What what are they gonna say? What's the mentality? Next man up. So, then what would you expect them to do without their best player? Step their game up. Thank you. All these things, and yet Houston led for 37 minutes of this ball game and won by eight. And well, they made free throws today too. Okay. They were 23 of 26. So unlike Houston for much of this season, but they made the free throw. So they did what they're supposed to do to win the game. That's the bottom line. Coach Sam Sam said after the game, this isn't a beauty contest. Yep. The question is, did you win or did you lose? Right. Because you know what those same folks would have said? If Houston would have lost today to Memphis without Kendrick Davis? Oh, I can't believe they lost today. What? To Memphis? What? The best player? Yep. You said they're the number one team in the country? They're a fraud. They're a sham. No, 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 no. So they damn if they do, damn if they want, they don't, but they won today. And that's the bottom line. Yep. Mr. Gibson, what did Ohio State do today? Oh, they lost their eight straight. Their eight straight. Lost to who they lose to? Uh, Purdue. Was it competitive? Did you watch any other? Uh, I listened to some of it and no, it wasn't. It was competitive the first. Eight minutes, maybe. So yeah, eighty-two fifty-five. Zach Eady did his thing, and I, I'm I'm assuming Purdue made some threes to made it make it much more difficult to you know, pick your poison. Yeah, twenty-six and eleven for Eady. Um, Ohio State played without Zed Key. I mean, he's been injured, and I'm glad they finally sat him down. Uh, six-eight senior center, uh, our junior center rather, six-eight junior center. Um. He's been playing with a, a right shoulder injury for about a month now. <laughs> Ironically enough, in the month since they won a game. Hmm. And he's been, I mean, he, he fought through for his team, but it was just obvious, uh, Thursday at Iowa City against Iowa, he just picked up. And it was just a question of when they were going to sit him down and they finally did that. They finally did so today. So, uh, without him, um, Bryce Sensabaugh, the, the, the true freshman again, mm-hmm. led the way with 20 points. Um, I hope he's back next year. I'm starting to read information yeah. that he won't be. Yep. I'm, I'm seeing that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I've, I've seen it for a while. I just didn't want to admit it, but now I can say it that yeah, it's probably a high, 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 high probability. He's one and done and won't be back next year. Um, but, I mean, it is, I mean, yeah, eight straight, eight straight. Have, have the, uh, the calls gotten louder to uh, fire the coach? They are. They are. But, um, but yeah, so it, again, it's, uh, it's, uh, from all reports, this was 
foreseen prior to the season. And and in his defense, he did lose a lot. He did bring in a lot of uh transfers from the portal. Mm-hmm. And he just I mean, Sean McNeil, um wow. I there there were at least three or four guys that he brought in from the portal. It just it just didn't it just didn't work. This is a telltale sign for those that think the portal is the answer. See Ohio State 23, 22-23. It's, it's, it's not. It's You get a piece here or there. You can't yeah. recreate and remake your entire team in the portal. And then he, and to, and he did what he had to do, but it just didn't work. It just didn't work. So I mean, he has a, a top 10 class coming in next year. Um. <laughs> Waiting on an announcement <laughs> to that class. I'll, I'll leave that there. Um, a certain son of a famous player? Perhaps. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But outside of that, the class is still top 10. That just is a, a cherry on top, if you will. When, um, when is when is said son supposed to make his announcement? Well, I was told that when the California playoffs are over, and it was interesting because I saw them Tuesday night losing overtime. But then I saw him play again like on Thursday. So I was kind of confused. I didn't understand. Like, does California have two? I'm not familiar and that well versed in interscholastic sports in California, but I know I saw them lose Tuesday night, but then I saw them win Thursday night. So I was kind of confused. And I, I don't, I don't know. But the word was when his season is over, the announcement comes. Okay, well, I got some things to, to uh, kick around with you, sir. Uh, we're going to go back to Monday. To Monday? The announcement that the uh, Pac-12, who was it? The president, the board, board people, mm-hmm. the unity. We we are united, and we are we are looking forward to announcing a media rights deal in the coming days. When you saw or heard about the that united statement, what was your reaction? They're not getting as much as they thought. <laughs> was it like the kiss of death? Proverbably the, the kiss of uh, support? Yep. Vote of confidence? Yep. Yep, that's it. That's exactly what I thought. Like, okay, they over they overestimated their value in the marketplace, and they're not getting anywhere near what they thought they were getting. And remind me, any, any pay bills here? Remind you, you're watching Folk Talk Sports here on Twitter at Folk Talk Sports, as well as on the Houston Round Bar YouTube channel. FPS is slang for the kids, how the kids refer to it now. FPS, Folk Talk Sports is sponsored by Five Star Properties, a Dallas-based company owned by a UH alum. If you're facing foreclosure or you need to sell your house as is for cash. You see them on the screen, but if you're listening in audio format, call 972-532-SELL. That's 972-532-7355. Or go to the website, fivestarprops.com. F-I-V-E-S-T-A-R-E-R-O-P-S dot com. All right. Board of Confidence, but a sign of trouble. That's what I think. A lot of folks think that. I'm not going to spend too much time on this, Mr. Gibson, because I think the source is shaky. But I'm going to 
acknowledge it. No, no other person I trust has brought it up. <laughs> but a person who claims to have sources, okay, in sports world, the college sports landscape, whatever you want to call it, has reported, tweeted out the last two, well, let's see, Saturday night, maybe end of Friday night and, and today even, about possible discussions of a Big 12, Pac-12 merger that does not include, or will not include, Stanford and Cal. That's that right there. A possible Big 12, Pac-12 merger, you think what? Uh, I'm going to say this nicely. Um, I don't think so. Okay. Now let me add this. It includes, doesn't include Stanford and Cal, but it includes Oregon and Washington. I really don't think so. I mean, I, I try to be nice because I know we talked about it briefly. I, I, yeah. I mean, with all due respect. You know, typically when someone says with all due respect, they're probably about to disrespect someone, as someone once told me. Um, with all due respect, um, it doesn't make sense. I mean, the college football playoff, which is the start of, the straw that stirs the drink, just announced a 12-team college playoff with college or power five conferences getting automatic bids. So if two of those conferences merge, now you have eleven team playoff? No, that no, 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 no. Maybe no. What are you doing? As the meme says. Yeah, and, and I'll add to it. Anything's possible. Okay, let me say that. This seems highly unlikely. All right, <laughs> highly unlikely. But the ESPN, the deal that the Big Twelve has with ESPN and Fox. Specifically, it's in pro, pro rata deal, so they will pay new membership equivalent money. Okay? That mm-hmm. the, the new Big 12 will earn. If I'm Oregon and Washington specifically, why would I do that? Why would I agree to that when one, I could stay in the Big 12, I mean, excuse me, the Pac 12, mm-hmm. as it is, make Similar money between the Big 12 and have a direct chance, to your point, to win the Pac-12 and qualify for the playoffs. Great. So why why would I do that? Doesn't make sense. Flip side of that, if I'm in the the new Big 12, Houston, you're going to do what? You're going to add six eighteen. We're going to become a what? An 18, 16, 18, 20 team conference. Are they going to get the same amount of money as us? Oh hell no! Why am I going to read that? Right. <laughs> this doesn't make sense. Make it make sense, Mark. Make it make sense. I don't. So, like I said, the people I trust have not commented at all about these. This person sources. You know, this person this evening says there's going to be a meeting and put a date on it of March 7th with huge ramifications, blah, 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 of the Big 12 president. No. <clears throat> so. Nope. I just don't see it. 
Now, prior to this person, people in media, sports media, whose job it is to know sports business, sports media, said that Fox, and this also includes Fox, you know, so why would Fox want to do this? Fox would be like, wait, we got UCLA and USC. Right. So why, why, why need anybody else to come? So, all, all those things. But the sports media people, Andrew Marshan and John Oren, Andrew Marshan, New York Post sports media person, and John Oren, sports media journal, two highly respected guys in the field, said, Fox does not want to deal with Pac-12, and if they do, it'll be on their terms, which means lower money for the Pac-12. Right. Amazon, if Amazon work, does something with the Pac-12, it will be for a game of the week. A game of the week. Jeff Bezos, Amazon, he doesn't make, he doesn't spend too much more money than he has to. So if the Pac-12 is running out of options, running out of leverage, you want me to give you how much money? Okay, and I say no. Where else are you gonna go? <laughs> right. So I'm I'm putting it all out there. I'm if it it doesn't make sense to me. Kind of like it doesn't make sense to you. No. Doesn't mean it won't happen. I think it's unlikely, very unlikely to happen. But hey, Twitter's out there, Twitter, Twitter. You know, who knows what could change in the next few days, but I think it's very unlikely. I think Oregon and Washington hold the keys to survival for the Pac-12. If they stay, There'll be a Pac-12, you know, currently constructed. I'm not talking about adding San Diego State or SMU. The core members, if Oregon and UW stay, Arizona, Arizona State will stay. Utah and Colorado will stay. We know good well, Oregon State and Washington—they're not going anywhere. What the hell, you know? So, so as long as Oregon and what Phil Knight would be like, we're going to these rumors of emerging. We're going to get how much money? <laughs> and we're going to get how much in the Pac-12 if we stay and this becomes our conference? Oh, yeah, we're good here. Okay, so I, I digress on all that. But anyway, I, I just had to get talk it out there, man, because I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. But all right, it's out there in the landscape, the Twitterverse. Yeah. Your thoughts? Give me your thoughts on Kevin Love. Yeah, man. Um, happy for him. Um, we we saw this coming. They they played nice for as long as they could, but it was inevitable. I mean, once he lost his spot in the rotation, once Dean Wade came back and he lost his spot in the rotation, um, the writing was on the wall. You know, they they did right by him by not. Well, they did right by. Themselves and him by not trading him at the deadline. One, not trading him somewhere where you didn't want to go, mm-hmm. and, and two, not giving up assets or taking back bad contracts or attaching picks in those assets or, or that they would have to have done in order to trade him at 
twenty nine million dollars in last year. Yeah. A deal. Um so I mean happy again, happy for him he's going to Miami. Um Miami now is at seven position in the East. Um in the play in tournament, but you know, strange things happen, but it's just I know I just gave him his flowers, but I'm about to kind of take it back. Um, he still gets caught up in the pick and roll, and that's why he lost his spot in rotation here in Cleveland. Because guards were roasting him on the pick and roll. Mm-hmm. He's never been a defensive juggernaut. Right. And now in year 15, it, it, it's catching up to him, if you will. And so that'd be interesting. I mean, yeah, he feels the need for them. A big that can shoot the three. But, you know, he broke his thumb earlier this season. And so he kind of has been fighting through that, you know. Reports are his heel now. But I don't know. I don't know. I wish he well. I know. That sounds bad. No, because I, I, I want to ask you how much you think he has left in the tank. Uh, I don't know. But who is it? Uh. Uh, Florida, St. Augustine, Florida, Fountain of Youth down there, right? Yeah. Vasco de Gama, right? I'm, yeah. Hey, you know, he might, he might get a, you know, purify his body in the lights, uh, waters of Lake Minnetonka. I don't, I don't know, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Minneapolis, man. You know. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I know you know. But, yeah. You know, uh, but yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying. But no, um, I don't know, man. He can shoot. Again, it's that thumb. That was the issue here. He broke his thumb in November. Mm-hmm. And he tried to play through it. And then he was getting roasted on the defensive end. And for J.B. Bickerstaff, you have to play defense. Cleveland is number one in the defensive rankings in the league. Wednesday night notwithstanding. I yeah. think the guys checked out early oh, on. Yeah. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of teams. A lot of dudes do before the All-Star. But yeah. yeah they, oh, man. But I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, I wish he well. I mean, he he feels the need in Miami. I will tell you this: uh, somebody asked me what I remembered of, what I would remember about Kevin Love earlier, and I said it's not people. People say it's the the ten seconds of defense he played against Steph in Game Seven of the Finals. Man, that was fine. I, that was good. But for me, what I remember the most was. Uh, November 23rd, 2016. Home game against the Portland Trailblazers. Kevin's from Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, Portland area, suburbs of Portland. Yeah. Uh, and he, in the first quarter, he shot 8 for 11 from three point range and had 34 points in the first quarter. 34 point first quarter. Three off the NBA record for points in any quarter. Obviously a Cavs record. For points in any quarter, thirty-four points in the fourth uh, first quarter. Um, Cleveland won the game, but what I remembered about it was he had thirty-four. He ended the game with forty, <laughs> and I was like, "No, he." I'm sitting there like, "Oh, he's." And of course, you know the the basket looked like an ocean. I couldn't miss. And LeBron and Kyrie were here. It was the season after the championship, mm-hmm. so they kept beating. First quarter, I mean, he was coming down just. Dotting people's eyes. 34 in the first quarter, you're like, oh, this is a dike. You know, call, call, call NBA TV. Cause 34 in the first, at the first quarter, he might be 60, 70, 80 something. Mm-hmm. 
and he ended with 40. And I'm like, man, okay. But that 34 point first quarter, that, that is something that I'll, I'll, that will stick with me a while about Kevin Love, so. All right. I see the rosters for the All-Star game has been set. Yeah. Team LeBron. <laughs> give me your, give me your thoughts on, I'm going to give you the starters and then the reserve starters. Yep. LeBron, obviously. Yep. Luca, Joel Embiid, Kyrie, and the Joker. Shots. Kyrie. What? LeBron dropped the Kyrie? Get out. Right. But Joel Embiid and the Joker. Yeah. And. All right. Reserve. Jalen Brown, Anthony Edwards, Aaron Fox, Paul George, Tyrese Halliburton, Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Julius Randle. Yep. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, soccer again, Kyrie and Braun. Imagine that. Um, but that, that's a solid squad. I mean, LeBron's 5 and 0 in this thing. I mean, he knows, I mean, he knows what the deal is. So, um, a front line of Joker and Bean and Braun. That's something. Yeah. That's something. So, uh, uh, let me know that works out for you driving to the hole, King Giannis. But, um, yeah, that's going to be interesting. I, I like it. I like it. Is there zone in all-star game, Will? Depends. I mean, well, it's not much defense at all, but I mean, right. you know. Right. Team Giannis. Starters. Yeah. Giannis. Yep. Lori Markinen. Donovan Mitchell. Yep. Ja. And Jason Tatum. Reserve. Bam Adebayo. Jamar DeRozan. Shea. Kudis Alexander. Drew Holiday. Dane. DeMontis Sabonis, and Pascal Siakam. Thoughts on that squad? I like Bronze better. Um, he has some people. I mean, Ja, of course. Um, it was funny. They, they, I was watching that. If you saw me, I kept turning my head because mm-hmm. I was watching the draft as we were on. I apologize. But, um, I mean, Jason Tatum's going to be nice. I mean, he has a, Solid squad, but again, Braun, MB, Joker, Kyrie, is it Luca? Yep. Hey, yeah. Six to no, Braun Coles in an all star game. Um, but yeah, um, I, I think, yeah, I think, I think Team LeBron has it. All right, I'm gonna impress me with your your level of hipness, Mr. Yep. Gibson, because I'm yep. pretty sure it's better than mine. Okay, not even close. NBA tweeted out celebrities in attendance for tonight's All Star game. Yep, got in three categories: musicians, film and TV, and then athletes. Yep, musicians. Twenty one Savage. Yeah, twenty one. Can you do something for me? This next yeah. one. Um, and well, AA, I know I, I'm saying it right. A-N-U-E-L, and then two capital A. No, you got me on that one. Burner Boy. No, you got me. Cordet. 
Yeah, Harry Potter. Fabulous. Yeah. Fat Joe. Yeah. G Easy. Nah. The sensationally stunning Janelle Monet. Oh, there you go, of course. Yeah. J Hud. Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer Hudson, yeah, yeah. Jewel. Yep. She saw the national anthem, didn't she? You tell me, you watching. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was kind I think of, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jolly Black. J-U-L-L-Y. Then Black. Nah, bro. Kane Brown. Yeah, yeah. Lil Baby. Yep. Rima. Rima? Yeah. Not Remy Ma, Rima. R-E-M-A. No. Rick Ross? Of course. This must be a typo, man, but I mean, Slick Rick? Yeah, Slick Rick the rules in the building. Oh my goodness, Slick Rick. Yes, sir. I heard Lottie Dottie on my way to the game today, man. <laughs> and did all the work. <laughs> I'm driving to the, to the, to the building. Yes, Travis sir. Scott? Yep. Ozuna? Uh, I think so. And then Post Malone? Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Film and TV. Chris Tucker? Yep. Everett Osborne? No. Gabrielle Union? Of course. Mrs. Wade? Mm-hmm. Guy Fieri? Yep. Jeremy Piven? Yep. Cinque Walls? No. Spike Lee. Simu Liu? Liu? L-I-U? Oh, that's the cat from the Celebrity Game Friday night. Before Friday night, no, but... Okay. Ranveer Singh? What is it again? Ranveer Singh. No. R-A-N-V-E-E-R and then last name S-I-N-G-H. No. Ben Diesel? Of course. All right, this should be all, this, you should get all of these. Well, maybe not. Athletes. Albert Pujols. Yep. Megatron. Yep. DK Metcalf. Yep. D Wade. Yep. Francis Tiafo. Tiafo. Maybe. John Stockton. Yep. Some dude named Julius Irving. May have heard of him. Some dude named Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Second all-time leading scorer in NBA history. Carl Malone. Yep. He was, yo, yo, Fab Man was killing them on the scores last time on the, on the slam dunk contest. He was not impressed. Yeah, yeah man. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me just say, if you don't know, go to Bamani Jones. No, 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 no. Don't do it. That's all I'm going to say. Go to Bamani Jones. He'll speak for me. Because he didn't Ooh. know, I, I already knew about it, but he didn't know. Go to, oh. go to, go see oh. Bo on Twitter. Or Bonnie I Jones. I know. Oh. Lindsey Vaughn? Yeah. Naomi Osaka? Yep. Paul Gasol? Yep. Sean White? Yep. And then T-Mac? Yep. I didn't give a score there, but you did alright, sir. You, you did alright, yeah. Listen, I, I tell people all the time, I, I have a, uh, a 13 year old, so I have to know stuff. Cause, she'll be like, Daddy, how do you know that song? Like, don't worry about it. <laughs> I have to know. Things. 
All right, you you touched on it. The slam dunk contest. Ooh. I'm going. I'm going to. Uh, I didn't watch. Okay. 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 I saw the highlights and props to my man Matt McClung. Yeah, man. In your opinion, did Matt McClung save the NBA slam dunk contest? Without question, because I I, I was talking to a friend of mine today earlier. And he asked me, did I watch it? And I said, yes, and I'm glad I did because I honestly almost checked out after Dane won the three-point shootout because of that foolishness from last year. Mm-hmm. And previous years, quite honestly, I mean, it's been horrible. And so I was like, ah, my eyes already on. I'm down here. That's what you say. And that young fellow, yeah, he, he, quite honestly, no, no hyperbole. He saved the slam dunk contest because, I mean, he didn't miss anything. Number one, that's what that's my first question for you. Did he miss a dunk? No. Okay. Everything in the first attempt. I'm trying to think. Was he the only one that did? I think you know Trey Murphy may have. I think he may have made all of his too. But I know Kenyon Martin Jr. missed. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it was uh. That, that 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 young fella put on the show, without question. I mean, he jumped over two people, grabbed the ball, tapped it on the side. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah, the creativity. I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, and and like I said, I saw the, the highlights of his dunk. He touched on it. The creativity. Yeah. He he did things that NBA players on did. If you've seen, what do we call them, pro dunkers, whatever, you've seen them do that kind of stuff, you know, things like that. But the first thing, he did not miss a dunk. Let's show our age, Brother Gibson. Neat, Spud, Mike. They didn't miss dunks. No. You know, they didn't, they didn't have to go, Nate Robinson, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times to complete a dunk. Right. You know, and, and he still won. They still gave him those. I'm like, this man missed five dunks or whatever. Right. And I'm like, what are y'all doing? So I'm glad he did that. And earlier Saturday, there's an article on front office sports about basically the NBA to get rid of the same dunk contest. <laughs> and I tweeted, I tweeted it and Matt McClung said, no. <laughs> right. No, they shouldn't just have folks like me in it who know what they're doing. So, so thank you, Matt McClung. But somebody was a discussion on Twitter and I'll chop it up with you. Yep. About maybe getting Paul Dunkers in it and NBA guys don't want to do it because Matt McClung for, for most of the season was in the G League until the Sixers Signed him basically the last week before the All-Star break. And some guys are saying NBA players don't want to risk losing to a G League guy. What kind of competitor are you, man? I mean, is that the the mindset we have of players today? Uh, I, I thought about that, really, to be honest with you. And I said, you know what? Because there was, a, you know, LeBron. 19 years, 20 years, never got the yeah. But then you look at it. 
the obligations that he has during All Star Weekend. And, I, and I'm not a well, some people would call me a LeBron defender, but however, I mean, look at it this year. LeBron showed up at three o'clock Mountain Time today mm-hmm. to be available. They played on Wednesday. He's like, man, I'm not trying to be up there. You know what? I'm, he took his wife on a vacation. Mm-hmm. Great for him. But had he had to be in the fun dunk contest? I mean, there's been uh, previous years where, you know, you got your community service, you got your MBA, MBPA. Mm-hmm. Um, you have this corporate sponsor, that corporate sponsor, this event, that event. This one, that one, the, it, it, and then oh by the way, we want you to do the slam dunk contest. I get it, I get it, I get it. I read somewhere earlier this week where uh, he was offered one million dollars to compete in the, in the slam dunk contest, and number called the year, but he said no. And yeah, yeah one year was like two thousand nine or ten, and he had it. He said he's going to be in it, then he changed his mind. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like, man, I mean, at what point is enough enough? I, I understand. I mean, now I'm not a problem. I'm not, it's the NBA All-Star Weekend. So no, to answer your initial question, I'm not a, I'm not in favor of bringing pro duckers or okay. the East Bay All-Stars or whomever. I don't mm-hmm. know. With all due respect. Um, you know, the G League is still the NBA. G League. Okay. So it's still affiliated with the NBA, but to bring in, um, hey, what am I, I can't think of it. I'm, I want to try to think of it before I ask you. Um, the A1 crew. Thank yeah. you. Austin. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not with it. I'm not okay. With it. So G League guys or younger guys, younger NBA guys, you deal with that? Yeah. Okay. Now, yeah. But, now if the stars want to do it, yeah, but let's not hold them accountable or not accountable. Let's not criticize them if they don't. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, yeah. If you got, you know, Matt McClung and, you know, I didn't like his dunks last night, but Jericho Sims, I mean, and you didn't see it. I won't, I won't ruin it for you, but yeah, I just, well, you know, I think he was too tall anyway, but yeah, but, it's, yeah, nah. it's not, it's, it's not a lot of Dwight Howard. You know, right. who can shine, you know, big, tall dudes who can shine in a, in a dunk contest. Yeah. Right. Once again, you're watching Folk Talk of Sports here on the Houston Round Bar View YouTube channel. Folk Talk of Sports is sponsored by Five Star Properties. Phone number 972-532-SELL. 972-532-3555. All right. Willie Gibson, let me, let me put it up because I'm kind of slow on this. Mm-hmm. I'm really poor about putting up the Twitter account of the show. And it's around here somewhere. There we go. Put that up there, and I'm going to do a combo. Folks talking sports, 972-532-7355. I think I said one number off. So get that right. Got to make my sponsors happy. 972-532-SELL. 972-532-7355. Follow us on Twitter at Folks Talk Sports. Once again, that's Folks Talk Sports. You are watching us on 
the Houston Round Bar Review on YouTube as well. I'm Chris Gardner, owner of the Houston Round Bar Review. And joining me is Willie Gibson from The Ohio State University, W2G Sports. And where else? So how else can folks find you? We still got more time to go. Yeah. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Will Gibson7. Um, Will knows it's my Facebook page and I'm in the process of it. It's up. I need to add more content to it. I definitely see views on there. I definitely need to add some content to that. Um, but those are mainly on social media, Will Gibson7 on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And I, I got this from a buddy of mine, a UH alum. According to colleague Mark Berman of Fox 26 Sports, the Houston Cougars football team will not add an offensive coordinator. Really? The staff is complete. Dana Hogerson will call the offense. Wow. Interesting. Hey, well, you know what? Someone once told me if I'm going down, I'm going down on my own accord. So, so yeah, I wonder. I hope they're not being cheap. I hope that's not the reason. But, I mean, Shannon Dawson, the guy who was the OC last year and was hired by Miami, good luck to Miami, because Shannon Dawson, his play calling was questioned a lot by me, Andy, I think Will sometimes hearing what we were saying about the offense. Man. Uh, great alum. All that. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. All right, Dan, it's all on you. Calling plays or whoever you want to, you know, delegate and maybe give them some play calls as well. But yes, college football source, according to Mark Berman, says UH will not add an offensive coordinator. The staff is complete with Dana Hogerson continuing to be heavily involved with the offense. Yeah. Oh, right on that one. Okay. Oh, let me see. Wait, what are you going to say? Well, no, just an all-star update. Giannis scored the first bucket and immediately fouled, and he's looked, he looks to be done for the night. He, uh, sprayed, he sprayed that right wrist the, the game before the all-star break. So, right. yeah, he's, he's one and done, looks like. Well, good, because I'm sure the Bucks kind of like Giannis. Yeah. The second half of the, well, the rest of the regular season and the playoffs. <laughs> We have uh, the quarter. I think it's season we have. Yeah, the quarter is more important than this, this pickup game. So do what you got to do, you know, and get out. So but, good for him. Yeah, yeah, kudos to him for, for showing up. Because, yeah. you know, years past where guys like, I'm not going. I mean, so kudos for him for, for honoring this commitment and coming. So. Yeah. Did you hear or read the article in Anscape about Jabari Smith Jr., Rockets rookie? I, I saw it, but I didn't read it. His dad, Barry Smith Sr., kind of took some, was critical of the offense and that his son is like, as he put it, I want to say, the fourth, fifth, or sixth option sometimes in Houston's offense. Hmm. And Coach Steven Silas was asked at some point, I don't know if it's because of the article or just in, in general, and Coach Silas said, yeah, I don't, I don't call him play for DeBarge. Wow. <laughs> wow. Say it with your chest, Coach Riley. So, and I know, I, I've known he does it. He can look at the game and tell you he does it. 
you can decide why that is, you know. I mean, Jabari, right now, rookie, is a spot-up three-point shooter, relying on Jalen Green and Scoot and Scoot Kelsey to get him open looks and lock him down, which he has not done at a high clip this year. Beyond that, Jabari in the post, slow post. I don't need a, to call a play for that, you know. Jabari, if you got a mouse in the house, post up that mouse. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so those two, two things. But yeah, Cosinus does not want to call out a play. He said that for a while. He likes, he wants to play fast. You know, you play fast by will. Playing defense. If there's a missed shot, rebound it. Right. Get it and go. You don't need to call you know, a set. So the quote is bad. Clearly, it's a bad look from the coach, so I don't call plays with the ball. But there's some context to it as well. But anyway, I was more shaking my head at, at, at Pop saying, yeah, my son is the fourth, fifth, or sixth option in the offense, you know, and so I just told him to, you know, have fun at, at, the, at Utah and in the skills challenge, right? Just enjoy the moment. And then control, control kind of thing. I was like, okay, oh boy. So, the timing of the article is kind of strange. Rockets are bad this year, struggling to win games. Jabari is struggling to make shots. So, if Jabari is getting open looks, well, which he is, and shooting 30% from three, oh, whose fault is that? That's the problem. It's his. Thank you. Pops. <laughs> okay. Just saying pops. Right. All right. Tony M, thank you very much for, for chiming in. We got people watching us. Don't be shy about commenting here on, on the Houston Lombard View on, on YouTube. Just, you know, we enjoy your comments. Once again, earlier today, the Houston Cougars men's team defeated Memphis 72 64. They led for 37 minutes of the game. They never trailed in the ball game. They had like four ties. They made free throws going 23 to 26 on the line. Yes, Memphis was about their best best player in the Davis. So what? The game was still played. Will? Yep. The game wasn't postponed. Well, I heard Kendrick isn't playing. <laughs> so we're going to postpone it until he comes back. That didn't happen. So Houston did a, uh, what they had to do to win. Tony M. See, this, I don't want to say this, but yes. Let's just hope his career ends up better than his dad. Talking about Jabari Jr. Yes. That's fuck. Tony, you said that. You said it. Uh, <laughs> right there. You said that. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, Will. My man, thank you very much for chopping, for joining me to do this. We're going to wrap it up here. Go watch some of the All-Star game, the pickup game. Yeah. Team LeBron and Team Giannis. But I wanted to get this show in of folks, this edition of Folks Talking Sports, which you can catch. On Spotify, iHeartRadio. <laughs> well, Tony, you said it. <laughs> and an Apple podcast. So if you listen to an audio version, give us a five star, you know, pump us up, give us comments on there, hit the like button on this video, smash the like button on the videos here, post it on the Houston Round Bar Review YouTube channel. Thank you to those who caught uh, the lunch break on Thursday with me, Andy, and Kenitra Pulliam, Kenitra from the Big 12 Now 
on ESPN Plus. She and I got into a spirited debate about um, the Cougs, about non team, about non Power Five teams being penalized uh, for not having enough quad quadrant one opportunities because of the conference they're in. And in the Big 12, being the best team in basketball, best conference in, in basketball, has loads of quadrant ones, and so they get way more opportunities. And the Cougs, Oregon Zaga, or or Roberts, or anybody not in a power five, is limited because of the conference. So I was trying to make my point, and Keisha didn't really. She heard my point. She didn't. She she did not agree with it. <laughs> so so it's all good. And as everybody knows, it will not be a problem for the Cougs going forward because they will be in the Big Twelve come the fall. But anyway. And the Cougs are still the number two seed overall in the NCAA bracket reveal that was announced Saturday. So that was good to see to me. Brother Gibson, as always, man, thank you for taking time to join us here on Folks Talking Sports, sponsored by Five Star Properties. How can people, one more again, how can people find you on social media? Appreciate it, sir. Um, pleasure as always. You can find me uh, as the crawl states at Will Gibson 7 on Twitter and IG. Uh, Facebook Will Knows. And uh, those are the opportunities to find me. And uh, let's see. The spring game for Ohio State is going to take place when? April 15th. Saturday, April 15th. Two notes. I don't I don't believe the UH there's been a date announced for the UH spring game practice. But I guess we know who's gonna be calling the plays. <laughs> He's in Hogerson. <laughs> yeah. So all right. Thank you very much, Tony, for for chiming in and your comments. Your your zinger there, awesome. Pretty low bar. Well, like I said, you said it. Pretty low bar for Jabari to be better than the dad, have a better career than the dad. <laughs> so he better be third <laughs> picking a draft. He better be better have a better career than his father. But I, Chris Gardner, on Twitter at ZHR Review, Houston Roundbar Review on YouTube, Houston Roundbar Review on Instagram and TikTok, website also, HoustonRoundbarReview.com. Catch us, this show, Folks Talk Sports on Twitter. Thank you as always to our sponsor, Five Star Properties, for making this help make this happen. Met the owner of Five Star Properties who came to the game today. Drove down from Dallas. Him and his family drove down from Dallas to see the game. Mr. Cougs won. And he told us he was going to listen to Les Ridge Cougs and this show on the drive back to Dallas. So technology is a great thing. So thank you very much, as always, everybody, for watching our show live on YouTube and on Twitter. And also catch the audio version of this podcast on Apple, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Until next week, everybody take care. Peace.